the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Tones had been telling me that Quinchon Judkins was considered iffy as far as the future at Ole Miss. A lot of teams throwing money at him, making demands at Ole Miss, etc. Which, at the moment, when we were having these discussions, Ole Miss felt like they had upped the ante enough. Evie, I got to admit, I was shocked when I saw that he entered the portal. Maybe I'm just too naive in my age here, but I really thought that had been worked out. Uh, Good morning, Bill. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised. It's one of these weird things where you're you're surprised, you're kind of not surprised because there had been – um, and look, I'm not going to, I'm never, ever going to be one who talks in any way about a player, but, um, I just think that there had been some issues this season. Um, I think, you know, there are reports, I don't know if y'all talked about this yet today, but reports that during the peach bowl, Jackson Dart had to call a timeout and ask. Kiffin to take him out, but take to take Judkins out because he was um, speaking disparagingly to his offensive lineman. I guess I could could put it that way. So there was a there were a lot of other things involved in this other than just the money. Let's face it, Ole Miss has the money. They're going out and getting people willy nilly, so it's not just a matter of money. I will say a very very um, solid source told me on the sidelines before the Peach Bowl that he, that Quinchon had agreed to uh, uh, terms with the Grove Collective two days earlier. So, um, you know, I think maybe did he come back later after the game and want to try and change that again, perhaps. Um, but we're kind of hearing Lane, Lane ultimately cut bait on this one. So that's very interesting. Sounds like it just became too much 
of a distraction. It became too weighty and talent aside, and he's got lots of that as everybody sees and acknowledges. (laughs) But the trouble began to outweigh the talent. Yes, and they're, um, you know, and, and we just had some, you know, there were some little clues there in Atlanta during the Peach Bowl uh, interview time and such. And I, I just will tell you that something has been just a little bit off the season, definitely not with his skill, as you say. He's right. phenomenal, and anybody who says, oh, they'll be fine without without him, I mean, he's, they may well be fine, but, I mean, you don't just replace a Quinshawn at the drop of a hat. So, um, phenomenal player, so I don't want to get that misconstrued out there. But, you know, I think what's happened, we've seen Ole Miss, is, you know, push their chips all in to the middle of the table for 2024. Um, there were some definite chemistry issues, and if people will go back and watch that Peach Bowl game, you'll see some times where, you know, maybe Quinshawn will be on the ground and an offensive lineman will walk by and he'll put his hand out and, and the offensive lineman will keep going by, not help him up. Or you'll see him right. really chewing out an offensive lineman. And, I mean, I know, you know, things like that, it's football, it happens all the time. But apparently it had elevated to a level where um, it was an issue. And if you've got, if you've got your quarterback <laughs> calling time out to tell your coach, you know, we've got to do something about this, that's a, that's a pretty big deal to me. Do you have an expected destination for Judkins, or is that still up in the air? I think that's still up in the air. I mean, I don't know that he has officially shown up in the portal. Um, I think he had until midnight last night to enter. I mean, I, I do expect him to be in it. Although, you know, the interesting thing is these things change so quickly. But yesterday morning I texted with one of the – staffers there on the football team and he said you know nothing is official yet and you know we're we're still talking with him but I think as the day progressed and more and more you know things kind of came out and then Quinchon actually put out a tweet you know thanking everyone and saying he's entered the portal uh, I think that that's happening but to your question I mean I've I I really don't know I mean I've heard everything from um, you know, originally I heard Auburn. I mean, I think Hugh Freeze would love to be able to, you know, stick it to Ole Miss. However, I have since heard from folks that they don't think that they're going to spend, they're going to spend that kind of money on him. And so I have heard, you know, I've heard LSU for a long time. Heck, I heard LSU last year was willing to, you know, shell out some money. So LSU, uh, A&M, I've also heard uh, Texas and Colorado. So it'll be interesting. Ole Miss Evie with us. You mentioned recently that Ole Miss still needs to patch up their offensive line. Lance Hurd, a mm-hmm. huge upside player in the portal from LSU. Is Ole Miss closing in there? Yeah, I think uh, they definitely, definitely are looking there, and um, hopefully we'll know something about that here in the next few days. They've also got uh, this weekend, they're, they're going to host uh, Mississippi State offensive tackle Percy Lewis. 
Um, so I think that, you know, there's some, there's some things there. Um, but definitely, and you know, they've, they've freed up a little bit of money right now. Although I, (laughs) I have, I have heard that, uh, Several running backs have reached out or reached out, you know, to Ole Miss yesterday. So um, mm -hmm, there could be a couple of SEC running backs that we might end up looking at. Oh, I can imagine. Is there a incumbent running back, at least at the moment, on that roster? Oh, I tell you what, I am very, very high on Ulysses Bentley. Right. Um, Really like Ulysses Bentley a lot. and, you know, I, I'm just struck by this. We put an article out about him during the season. I think it was back during the Georgia Tech game. And Bent, uh, Judkins was kind of hurt. Bentley Bentley did a great job. And after the game, somebody said, you know, does this make you want to push, you know, go in and push for more, you know, playing time, talk to the coaches. And he said, I know my role on this team. You know, I'm a team player. And they, you know, now those words are kind of – Interesting to go back and, and think on. But they've also got four-star uh, this last season freshman, Kedrick Riscano, a New Caney, Texas running back that they're still really high on. So it's not it's not like they're completely empty, but I, I do think that, you know, we'll see Lane, the portal king, getting after it uh, in the portal. Just to reiterate, Judkins was a three-star and Ole Miss didn't have to fight very many teams to get him. No, no, they really didn't. He was a three-star, and, you know, we all we just go back and look at the you know, the picture of Kiffin sitting there at the state championship uh, clinch on the right. high school game out in the rain on the bleachers. And, um, you know, I think really and truly it's interesting when we were in Atlanta – so many, you know, we did, finally got to talk to Charlie Weiss and to Pete Golding, which, you know, we only get to do twice a year at a bowl game and in at media day in fall, uh, before fall camp. And, you know, they just talk over and over and over and over about the culture. Culture is just used over and over. And I, you know, about being team players. And I think that that's a real big emphasis. And so... You know, it's a shame. I mean, I wish Quinshawn the best, and I think every Rebel I know wishes Quinshawn the best wherever he ends up. And uh, But I tell you what, I think Kevin Smith, the oldest running backs coach, is a phenomenal – I think he's one of the best out there. And so I just feel like with Kiffin and Kiffin's offense and Kevin Smith, I'm, I'm not worried about what they're going to end up with in the running back room. Fan duel has their – Heisman odds out. Quinn Ewers is on top at plus 750. Carson backs right there with him, as is Milrow. But after that is Dylan Gabriel and Nico Yamaleava from Tennessee, who started one game against Iowa. But Jackson Dart sitting there at plus 2,000. He's he's in the top ten. I tell you what, he had – a great game against Penn State. I mean, yes. he threaded the needle. He, you know, he just he made smart decisions. He's he has really progressed. He's really to me his toughness was never in doubt. Although I feel like he really showed that this season. But I think where he and we've talked about this before. I think where he's really excelled. I talked about this after the Tulane game was his leadership, and I think that that's a 
that's a really, really big deal. I think he's um, he's got all the tools, and let's face it, he's got all his, his own weapons returning next year. So to be able to throw to Jordan Watkins and Trey Harris and have Juice Wells come in, um, I absolutely would have him on that list. He's got weapons on top of weapons. <laughs> right. Literally. And it'll be his third year, you know. I mean, I think he's just incredibly comfortable now. I mean, you can just see it. I mean, to me, it was night and day even, you know, over last year. Just he is the, the leader of that team, and I think it's going to be fun to watch him next season. I assume Walker Howard's comfortable. He's not in the portal. No, um, and that was something I was going to mention. I, you know, from everything I've heard, uh, Walker Walker has not, you know, you're right, he hadn't entered the portal and doesn't seem like he plans to. So, um, you know, there's that. I think Walker, you know, I watched him a lot down on the sidelines pregame and such. I mean, he's very, very engaged, seems very happy. And uh, from all uh, everything that, that we're told, um, is, you know, satisfied with his position at this point. So, Sam Doug's got a very good question. Final question for you. Does Evie have a New Year's resolution she hopes that baby Kiff made? <laughs> God knows what uh, you know, that could be. You know, you know, I don't know. I mean, it Really, I tell you what, he was entertaining yesterday on social media. I will yes. tell you that. I, yes. I don't know. Maybe there's some that, that might hope that he's not on social media as much, but not me. I, I, I hope he stays. But he made a, you know, he's in the Bahamas right now, and he had a, a picture of, I guess they caught a shark or something. Anyway, he entitled it. This is, at the moment, all the Quinchon stuff is going on, and he put on his tweet, Catch and Release. I saw. Yeah, I saw. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure that had no meaning at all. Just ran. None. None. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Thanks, Phil. The angelic tones. They don't do it any better. She does. She is fantastic. Ole Miss Evie. Kevin Hagan. Oh, ho, ho, ho. there's some topics there. We'll talk Alabama when we come back. Omni National. Good morning. Watching it build right now. Coming past the airport on I-40 going westbound. As all that traffic continues to build in from Wilson County through the Mount Juliet area. Traffic's still looking good right now as you leave Murfreesboro. Uh, Rutherford County headed up through the Hickory Hollow area on 24 going westbound. Starting to build at times northbound on 65 up through Williamson County from Franklin into Brentwood. A 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. Yes, it's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
And now, the fine folks at Maximum Power Electric are reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit USO.org and locate military care packages to see how you could help make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Maximum Power Electric. For residential or commercial electrical installations or repairs, give the pros a call today at 615-840-2426. 615-840-2426. That's Maximum Power Electric, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. New MTSU football coach Derek Mason. Right now, man, I get the best of both worlds. I get a chance to coach a football team, build a program, do it in a place that I'm somewhat familiar with, and do it with my family. It's important that this area, this community, uh, like really gets a chance to get behind something that it believes in. And I believe MTSU is that program. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Get into the Bill King Show. Um, shit, man, I just lost my train of thought. All right, dude, here's a couple of phones in three, two, call 615-844-5600. Kevin Hagan joins us Fridays. Most of the time we have to take it, but it's just worked out here over the holidays. He's been able to be on live with us, and we appreciate it. Kevin, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing very good. I'm going to ask you, where do you want to start? Well, first I want to congratulate uh, the Michigan Wolverines and the Washington Huskies for advancing to the college football national championship game on Monday night. A tremendous accomplishment. Um, I've written the Huskies off for dead so many times, it's ridiculous. Um, but a real shout-out to my good friend Danny, uh, everyone's favorite police officer in New York City. Um, Danny sent me a, a text, and we're all getting cheated. Look, Bill, Danny needs a podcast. Danny is extremely knowledgeable about college football. Who else could have a podcast who had to stop in the middle of it and say, hang on, i got to bust this guy for urinating on the street? Um, 
Danny sent me a text the day before the game, and he, he, he was one of my favorite coaches against me, the great Herb Brooks, uh, which is a reason I'm a Rangers fan. And he said, remember, you know, Herb said, it's not always the greatest players who win, it's the greatest team. And lo and behold, Bill, uh, if Alabama didn't go out and do a Vladislav Trediak, uh, in the Rose Bowl, and that's really a disgrace to the greatest uh, goalie that God ever created, Vladislav Trediak, the goalie for the 1980 Soviet team. Uh, Danny was right. You know, the, the best football team won on Monday night. The best team, and the best team were the Michigan Wolverines. No, Danny, I'm not going to sing Hail to the Victors again because I think Michigan said they'd sue me if I ever did that again. But I'm going to do you the best favor I can do for you, my dear friend Danny, because I have written the Huskies off for dead week after week, and they defy me. Bill, I'm publicly picking the Huskies of Washington to win the national championship in hopes that they once again do the opposite. The 2023 college football season for me, Bill, will be a a success if my dear friend Danny is celebrating a national championship at midnight on Monday. Yeah. You have to be happy for your friends. I mean, I'm sorry Alabama lost. Let's be honest, Bill, this Alabama team overachieved. Um, It was one of Saban's better coaching jobs. I refuse to say it's his best. Some have said so. Um, But they overachieved getting to the playoffs game. It was a great accomplishment, winning the SEC championship, beating Georgia. Not something we can hang our hat on. SEC championships mean a lot in the South. The reality is Alabama had many, many opportunities to win the game. Didn't get the job done. Um, But, you know, you you have to be happy for your friends. And Danny is one of my dearest friends. And uh, as much as it hurt my heart to see us lose Monday night, it it made me happy to know that there was a smile on my, uh, my buddy's face. That last play, take us through it. What happened? What went wrong? Well, you know, Alabama called their best uh, two-point conversion play, and then Michigan took a timeout. So Coach Saban uh, made the decision to go to his number two, um, second-best two-point conversion play, guessing that Michigan had figured it out, and Michigan said they did know. Um, So then uh, Alabama comes to the line of scrimmage, uh, bad snap, 66 snaps in the game, 32 of them are off. That's 48.4% from Seth McLaughlin. So the timing was off on the play. Uh, For the umpteenth time, Tyler Booker got knocked back into Jalen Milrow, and Milrow just panicked. And instead of running the play, executing the play, which would have meant going to the left, um, he thought he was Moses and thought he would part the Red Sea. And this time the Egyptian army said, no, and he was stopped. There, there's the breakdown of, the, of what transpires at the end of the game. I can tell you this, Bill. When Alabama had to kick the field goal, uh, at what, the 549 mark of the second uh, quarter, when they couldn't score the touchdown to go up, 10 points. I looked at my wife, Rhonda, and I said, this is going to be the North Dakota State-Montana game all over again. I said, you watch. Michigan's going to march down the field. They're going to take this thing to overtime. And when we went to overtime, Bill, I knew I knew Alabama was dead meat in overtime. I knew there was no way they were going to beat Michigan in overtime. Miro is back for another year. What's the plan? Yeah, I can see how thrilled I am about that. If he wants to hop in the portal, I'll help him fill out the paperwork. Um, you know, but here's the exciting news. Ty Simpson coming back. Isn't right. that great news? 
that shows the character of that young man. That's a young man that's been raised right, raised in a classy family. Um, so Ty Simpson's back. My man Dylan Londrigan is back. And then, of course, Alabama, you know, with uh, Julian Sane, the true freshman quarterback coming in. You know, everyone's just going to say, Milrose is the man. I really hope that there's an honest-to-goodness quarterback competition in the spring and in August because, you know, the world's beginning to figure out that, you know, Jalen Milrow is an athlete. Jalen Milrow is not a quarterback. And we might as well touch on it. Eli Holstein, who probably never had a chance, right? He's in the portal. I, 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 the last I heard, Bill, was I was actually ahead of Eli Holstein on the depth chart <laughs> at quarterback. <laughs> I wish the and, young man well. Nothing against him. I, I hope he goes somewhere and gets a lot of playing time. So, what are you hearing on George McIntyre? Yeah, well, you're my man uh, on that source. Uh, I, I've heard some semi-positive things, but at the same time, Bill, you know, you stop and you look at that quarterback room, and it is really, really stacked. Although that's a position where you expect the person coming in to have confidence uh, in themselves or whatever. I've made no bones about the fact I desperately want McIntyre to be a part of Alabama's 2025 class as the quarterback. And there's some talk that somewhere in January this month, maybe he makes a decision. Bill, I'm all for it. If there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. And I'll be glad to show up and help him move to Tuscaloosa when the time comes. Kevin Hagan is with us talking Alabama. Seth McLaughlin, the center in the portal, pretty much immediately after the game. I may be expediting it a little bit, but that's what it felt like. What was well, that situation? Well, like? I'm not going to – I don't want to divulge a, a, a confidentiality that I promised earlier, but, you know, I posted in the crew. I was actually alerted. I, this is not a reaction to the Rose Bowl. That was a decision that, that I that was made earlier in the season that Seth McLaughlin would move on after the season. And Unfortunately, that's all I can say. But it was not an immediate reaction to the Rose Bowl. I mean, the young man struggled. Like I said, what was it? 66 snaps and, what, 32 of them were off. He he, he did not have a good night, Bill. He, you know, one of the things that really, really hurt, and I'm not – please understand, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan. As I said, the best team won the football game. But, you know, that first drive in the third quarter when Alabama came out and was moving and having momentum and then the two bad snaps which forced him to punt the ball, Bill, I thought that really just really took a ton of air out of it. Alabama could have scored at the first position of the second half, that would have been huge. But it's impossible to put the entire blame on Seth McLaughlin. I mean, Alabama played a left tackle, Caden Proctor, who had a torn ligament in his right ankle. I mean, come on, man, really? Ags and Strolls down on the Gulf Coast of Texas wants to know, Kevin, what is A&M getting in Holman Wiggins, the wide receiver coach? Um... Thank you. As everyone knows, there are three coaches that I wanted to depart from the staff, Freddie Roach, Coleman Hutzler, and Holman Wiggins. I'm batting two for three. I'm holding out for three for three. Um, all I can say is um, thank you very much for taking him off uh, my hands. Let me know if you want me to send you a hot brown from Kentucky. Jeff, two here in the 615. Ask Kevin, will the invention of the 12-team playoff and NIL lengthen Saban's coaching career, or do you think – that 2026 when Bama goes to Morgantown as a possible final year for Nick at Alabama. 
Yeah, I, I think it's twofold. Nick Saban's 27 wins away from surpassing Coach Bryant as the winningest coach at Alabama. Uh, I think that's goal number one for him. I think goal number two is the trip on September the 5th, 2026 to Morgantown to play the Mountaineers, which is the childhood favorite team because Saban grew up dreaming of being a Mountaineer. I think he would like to check both of those boxes. Um, Were Alabama to win a national championship within the next two years, would he retire after that? I'm not so sure because I think ultimately that trip to Morgantown um, is – is really huge to Coach Saban. I, I think that I, I, I've always kind of circled the 2026 season as, as his final season in Alabama. The various names, and Kevin, you can probably update me how many are in the portal for Alabama. Were there any other surprises, any that, that um, shocked you? There, there are 15 now that Ian Jackson okay. uh, has has joined the portal. Um, a little disappointed at Early Junior. Um, I thought he was someone that could contribute next year, and there's still rumors that the coaching staff is trying to talk him to come back into the portal. Um, other than that, there's really no one that that you look at the name and you think, "Oh my goodness, wow, we can't we can't live without him." A lot of young men that made the the prudent decision looking at the roster that their chances for playing time moving forward just weren't really great and they're going to move on to other places and and I'm excited for that I have no problem with players that want to go someplace and play get playing time and I wish them you know I wish them all the best but um, I was disappointed about Earl Little Jr.'s decision and I hope sometime before between now and four o'clock today he changes his mind what about any additional additions in the portal for Alabama I think uh, at some point in the port, well, obviously at some point in the portal, Alabama is going to go get a left tackle. I think they're going to get a center in the portal. Um, those are two positions of, of absolute need for Alabama, but I don't know that it's going to happen before the January 15th portal deadline. It would not surprise me if both of those did not happen uh, there at the end of spring practice, giving Alabama a little bit more time to evaluate people. But, you know, Coach Saban, in preparations for the Rose Bowl, kind of let the world know, hey, I need, a, I need an offensive tackle. So he, he hung that help-wanted sign out there, Bill. I saw in the Houndstooth crew somewhere, and it might have been a couple of days ago, they were asking about the Notre Dame Center. That's Jarrett Patterson, and he selected NC State a couple of weeks ago. I don't think there was anything yeah. going on with Alabama no. anyways. But, no, no. I guess he wants to watch Carolina Hurricane games, Bill. <laughs> now, McLaughlin apparently, and I Buckeye fans, correct me, I think he's either visiting or talking heavily with Ohio State. Yeah, hey, you know, that's um, – I, God love my Buckeye fans. God bless you. Jim in Jupiter says, I hope my Knowles get Earl Little Jr. Yeah, it's a distinct possibility. You know, like I said, I really hope that uh, – because, you know, today's the deadline for Alabama players to hop in the portal. I really hope Earl Little reconsiders his decision uh, before the end of the day today. If somebody's going to get a really good quarterback – if he does leave. We ask this every year, but the class of 25 in Alabama, is it as loaded as the previous couple? Yeah, yes. But, you know, Bill, I'll be real honest with you. With the way college uh, recruiting is working right now, I don't put any stock in any classes past the current one, and I don't put a whole lot of stock in the current class until people actually sign. I mean, it's gotten to the point where players making commitments, their word means nothing. And, oh, by the way, I've had a lot of Alabama fans contact me about where I stand with Ryan Williams, and I believe he's a crimson tighter when he signs his line on the dotted line. But, you know, Traveris Robinson, Alabama's secondary coach, his contract – 
expires February 29th. This is a leap year, um, and I really hope that he it stays at Alabama. Uh, if Traveris Robinson leaves Alabama, he's the lead recruiter for Ryan Williams. We're in real trouble with Ryan Williams if he leaves. Um, so just just a connection there. But you know, you, you can't put any stock in what these kids say anymore about what where they want to go. They change their mind as, as fast as they change their underwear. It it is, yeah. It's true that at least you put less faith in all this stuff than we used to. It seems like. Absolutely, and once they get there, they can decide they don't like what we serve for breakfast in the first two weeks and decide they're going to leave. I mean, it's it's just gotten to the point on both sides where you pretty much need to write your roster in pencil, right? I mean, your people's word just doesn't mean what it used to mean. And that kind of goes on both sides, to be honest with you, both the player side and the institution side. By the way, for everybody, Ryan Williams, wide receiver, is considered an absolute star. On a bad day, he's a superstar. Yeah, right. he's, he's he's incredibly elite. Yes, yes. And I want to get something in real quick, like Bill. Yeah. Uh, I want to send out my condolences to the family of Don Reed. Don Reed is the godfather of Montana Grizz football. He passed away on Wednesday at the age of 90, led Montana to their first national championship in 1995. And I want to get a quick plug in, Bill, for everybody. Sunday afternoon, 2 Eastern, 1 Central Time, ABC, South Dakota State, the one seed, Montana Grizz, the two seed, FCS National Championship. Jack Rabbit's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, do yourself a favor. Watch some FCS football and do me a favor and root for Montana Grizz. Ryan Williams is I still what, got a six- chance for a natty, Bill. Still got a natty. Oh, no. no. I was going to say, Ryan Williams is what, 16? He's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a freak, Bill. He's a freak. <laughs> All right. See you next week, sir. Have a great Friday. Roll Tide. Go Grizz. Go win an Addy. Now, Ryan Williams goes to Alabama. We won't be able to say they don't have an elite receiver, which he's committed to. All right, we'll get the break. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. A little bit crowded at times here on 65 South at Trinity Lane. Watching it pick up on Vietnam Vets as you make your way through Hendersonville, westbound on Vietnam Vets, all the way up to Conference Drive. Still holding up right now. 24 in from Rutherford County, Murphy Sproul. As you get on to 24, they're headed up through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. They're online at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. 
We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Couldn't be happier for you. Well, Papa Pogue. 12.26 a.m. yesterday morning. Grace, uh, Alice Rose, eight pounds, one ounce, mm. 20 inches, uh, and uh, all is well. I didn't cry uh, when I held her for the first time. Mm. I'd already cried the first time I saw her. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. to know anything about college football consult with the encyclopedia bill tanica every morning i just want to repeat something fan duel has their heisman trophy odds out you can bet them now the person with the third best odds has started one game, an Iowa bowl game, Nico Iamaliava. <laughs> now I'm doing this, I'm, I'm emphasizing this just to see We've got all this time, which I enjoy, the non-playing portion after Monday night, to dissect, critique, compliment, criticize, debate. But I think it's interesting. The host of the show has talked about this kid since his senior year in high school and his upside potential. And 
the audience listens and the audience, like any other topic we bring up, can make up their minds what they agree with and disagree with. That's that's I love that. It's fun. We feed off each other. This is a guy that did not take a meaningful snap until the bowl game. Meaning game type snap. Being there a year now is important. Being there, learning the offense, getting reps in practice, all those things, building, that's that's important, but nothing like playing in a game and you're the guy. There's nothing that replaces that that you can do. Three names have odds of plus 750. Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow. Dylan Gabriel is next at plus 1,000. Then there is Nico. Now there's another one at plus 1,800, Jackson Arnold, the true freshman who started the bowl game for Oklahoma. Nico has the third best odds of the entire college football planet, and he started one game, an Iowa bowl game. It's going to be interesting because once we get to the playing portion of the season and everybody's out there, we can watch the real games and adjudicate things that way. But I'm just wondering, with the way I've talked about him, is there much more likelihood of a disappointment there than than a wow? I don't really think so. I think this kid is everything that I have told you he is. I do. I do. But it'll be fun. However it transpires, that one's going to be fun. There's a lot of interesting items out there. L-Dog says, Bill, how about this list? Bet Online has their early odds for the Natty. Bet Online is overseas. I believe that's Costa Rica. That's what everybody had before all these states uh, were able to legalize gambling. Everybody would go to Bet Online or five dimes, right? Now you don't have to worry about that. You can get all the in in the country apps. You can get FanDuel. You can get BetMGM. You can get DraftKings. I'm leaving some out. Fanatics is another one. Bet ESPN or ESPN Bet. By the way, I still have not been cleared on that. It's been two months. It's been two months. But back to what L-Dog says here, Bill. Odds to win the national championship. The best odds? Georgia. Five to one. Alabama, 11 to two. Ohio State, seven to one. Texas nine to one. Maze and blue ten to one. LSU twelve to one. Duckies twelve to one. Ole Miss Jackson Dart, but not 
Quinchon Judkins, 14 to 1. Seminoles, 18 to 1. Penn State, 25 to 1. Tennessee, or should I just say Nico? 25 to 1. <laughs> Bill, uh, you might want to take a look at that, Bill. It's a team, it's not one guy, Bill. Come on. Wrigley Field Vol. Bill Pepto Bismol season is over for me. Other than a possible run during March Madness, it all starts again in September. I can't remember Wrigley Field Vol. Were you one that did not attach to Tony Vols? I can't remember. But Tony Vols is arguably the face of college baseball. And their season, like everybody else's season, is in about, what, five, five or six weeks. I just, the only reason I know the date is because I looked. I believe their opener is Friday, February 17th in Arlington against Texas Tech. That's Tony Bowles. Vanderbilt loaded. Remember McIlvain, Chris McIlvain, his younger brother is there who's a lefty, high 90s. Anyways, we'll talk about that. That's that's not going to get on today, but one more break here, hour two. Brad, hour three. Good morning, Tito. I was up against the wall behind a car just a few minutes ago on 65 North at Trinity Lane. Yes, it's heavy southbound uh, on the other side of the interstate there right now on 65 coming southbound as all that traffic comes down out of Madison. It's still holding up right now fairly decent on 24 in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville up through Antioch. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. They're online, TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. 
Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6th to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Bill King is the mother 12th data point of college football. Powers. In a little over 10 minutes, each and every Friday talks gambling. Memory's not doing basketball. First year since he's been doing this, he's not going to do basketball anymore. Just felt like with so much emphasis on football, by the time he got to basketball, he felt like he was playing catch up. I respect that. I do. I respect that. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, I miss Ashtabula Jesus and his undefeated record against TTUN. Buckeye fans made fun of TTUN fans for 20 years for living in the past. Now look at us, Bill. Something has to change. Does Ohio State have the right leadership for it to change? And I think the answer right now seems to be no. Appears to be no. Josh, up in Picktown, Ohio. Bill, why does Justin Fry still have a job this morning? Does Ryan Day not see the O-line as a problem? I would think that Tennessee fans will match that and say, why is Willie Martinez the DB coach at Tennessee still? Does Hypo not see the secondary as a problem? Alabama fans, D-line, Freddie Roach. Kevin Egan talked about that, mentioned it briefly earlier. Seems like a lot of teams, maybe not every team, but but. Teams have that issue or fan bases have that issue, which I understand. It's frustrating as a fan. And again, fans have opinions, but they don't have a say-so. Does that make sense? You've got opinions. I want to hear them. But coaches don't use that as a catalyst to make a move. 
We've seen fan bases like Tennessee's. And who was the more recent one? It was a recent one. Was it was it A and M? I, I think fan bases in social media that cause at least what appears to be a coaching hire to become a well, we're not gonna be able to hire this guy. Did you see the backlash? But but when it comes to assistant coaches, that can be frustrating as a fan when you see a problem and apparently the coach doesn't see it the same way. I had that problem with Tennessee forever and Randy Sanders and how poorly run that offense was once David Cutcliffe left for the last time and the last time he left, he left for Duke. Well, actually, let me take that back. Cut came in after Randy had left. Yeah, Cut came in the last time after Randy left. They got to the 07 SEC championship game, ran into that LSU team that went on in that crazy 07 season to win the national championship. But but Randy took over when Cut left for the Ole Miss job, which was which was 98. Back to Josh, though. Josh, I cannot answer why your O-line coach is still coaching your O-line. Not sure about that. It has not been a unit that has been a strength. That's, I think, heavily proven. Georgia dog, Bill, did you see this? Oklahoma State quarterback, Alan Bowman has been granted a seventh year of eligibility by the NCAA. He made stops at Texas Tech and Michigan before landing with the Cowboys. Georgia Dog says, but Billy Stetson was 25 years old, seventh year. Does BYU have any 30-year-olds, Bill? Probably. (laughs) Mormon mission and all that, probably. Yeah, probably. Allen in Tampa, Bill, Florida attorney dropping the hammer on the ACC. Yes, I saw that. That's going to be – we're going to get into that heavy next week. I knew it would be tough today. I'm not going to be able to get into it during gambling hour. But next week, we get back down into that. We get into the trenches with that one. Oh, yeah. You you know me now. I love that topic. Josh said, Vol fans had a say when it comes to Shiano. Yes. But what was the one? What was the one recently that I'm forgetting? And it's right on the tip of my tongue where it looked like they were about to make a hire. And then the university got scared. Which, which one was that? Oh, oh, it was Stoops. It was Stoops and A&M. That's the one I was trying to remember. Stoops was set to be hired before Elko. And the backlash was significant, and that cooled off the decision makers. That's another one. That's another one. Yeah, Tom and Myrtle Beach just just hit me up with that one, too. Yeah, I, I knew there was one. I, I just, I was having uh, 
Is it okay to say brain flatulence? Maybe that. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Maybe not. All right. Hour three coming up, and that would be Mr. Brad Powers. All the gambling. Post them. <laughs> 